G'day, my name is Joshua Baxter. I'm the founder of Luxfield Flooring. And this is episode one on Luxfield Flooring, the podcast. I want to chat about that, Luxfield. So where the name come from and what it represents, firstly. That's the, the first point of call with any brand that you're bringing to the table is the name. And the name has to resonate. The name has to stand for something and ultimately mean something to the people involved. And lux, luxury, feel, feeling. So we have luxury feeling floors. There's a huge part of a room and aesthetic environment that is relatable to the flooring. And the reality is when you're walking into a space that has a muted sort of tone on the walls, on the floor, it can feel flat. And it's as simple of changing that tone into something new to make it feel luxe, to make it feel luxury and the actual softness about what you walk on, you wouldn't think would make a huge difference, but through years and years of you know, being literally on my hands and knees installing floors and being involved, with it, I found out that the feeling underfoot, the, the, the sound it makes, the, the texture of the board and the overall softness versus hard, cold concrete or porcelain tile, that can embody that word luxe as well. So first of all, I want to um, go back to the beginning. So the beginning of my career to get to this point and birthing this company, Luxfield. So we, I was asked to leave school at an early age of 15. Um, I only went there to eat my lunch anyway, so it wasn't too much of a big deal. I was never really an academic, if you will, in the traditional sense. I enjoyed school, but the, the traditional format of how it was taught, like square peg into a round hole, it just didn't really work. It wasn't until sort of after school when I left, I found that there were some of those limitations were actually, okay, you're ADHD, you're dyslexic. So, okay, I get it now. It's, um, it was never going to be an ultimate fit for myself, but that's good. That let me get out into a practical sense straight on the tools as a flooring installer. That um, flooring installer space is one of the best things a young man can do a trade, you know, whether it be a sparky, plumber, chippy, uh, installing floors, it's absolutely phenomenal for, for for growth and development because, first of all, you're working with your hands, you are getting personable skills, talking with clients, customers, that your employer, and overall you you become your own business because you're a subcontractor after the apprenticeship. So it's, it's such a great space to be in. And it worked perfectly for me growing up as a young man because I had a you know active sporting career, boxing, you know, playing football, stuff like that. And... Uh, it just, yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a road forward. And uh, it's quite clear, it's quite laid out, like within the flooring space, you're either just going to essentially concede into it and go, hey, I'm just going to do the one thing now and forever, or I want more in life. I was, I'm going to say this, fortunate. I had a couple of major injuries, uh, a couple of reconstructions from playing rugby. So that was kind of like a catalyst to go, you know what, it's time to put my finger out get up off the floor coming up off the floor um, you know, being on your hands and knees like I was 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 very important to segue into the space that I knew and that most logically was you know, start my own retail setup we me and my father worked side by side and it was great um, challenging at times but he was my best mate so and he still is you know, we, we still work together um, proactively now and um, and that, like anything, is, is a growth process. You're really 
find out certain things about each other uh, from a father-son relationship when you're working and living together, especially those early days. And I wouldn't have changed it any other way. It taught me so many good, valuable lessons on how to work hard and, and move forward and, and sort of really dig in when it matters. And that served me throughout the years. So when the, the goal was is to come up with floor, the most logical way was to start up um, a showroom, get a flooring retail business going. But in order to set up a bricks and mortar business, it's, um, it's a big undertaking. There's a lot of cost involved, there's a lot of overhead, there's a lot of risk. I thought, okay, how can I sort of mitigate the risk and sort of cater to a specific niche? And the goal was a mobile showroom. So that worked out fantastic. Set up a really beautiful mobile showroom base, catering to time poor people, property managers, people with management rights, um, real estate agents, etc. These are time poor people that need products and I was catering towards them. So in that process there, the old boy and I yep, set off, okay, away we go. We're going to subcontract still to our primary you know, retail outlet that we worked for and then purchase products off them and, and move into you know, selling floors and laying floors and making a bit of extra clip and then eventually segue off the floor. Through that moment, um, the old boy ended up getting throat cancer, which is a bit of a you know, massive curveball for him. So he was straight into chemo, 100 hours a week, off he goes. And the employer that I worked for in that particular moment actually fired me for some odd reason because for some reason they thought I was going to become a competitor even though I was just looking to purchase off them. So the old boy was you know, on a, a Mount Everest to climb to get over to get better and that was his job. And mum did that took him to the hospital every day and um, you know, he won. He beat that and came out the other side. So, But there was a lot of responsibility on me, not only in that moment to get a business going, get it started, get it running, is to maintain um, a financial position for the two families. I had a mortgage, they had a mortgage and a new business. And I wouldn't change this at all. Um, the company who I was subcontracting to as well, they kind of made it hard. For some reason, they went out and held other suppliers to ransom to say, if you stock this little business here, we're going to pull the products, you know, your products off our shelves. And so you know, then in turn, all the stocking that I had got taken away. But a beautiful company on the Gold Coast called North State Carpet Mills, um, they're a flooring manufacturer and they did other products too, like flooring you know, materials. They um, they backed me. So that was phenomenal. You know, but like anything, it's, um, it's a sink or swim thing most of the time in most businesses, but this really put, um, put me up against the wall and taught me how to work hard. Uh, I didn't know I have, have a bloody clue what, what I was doing, but I knew that if I was personable and asked questions and, and learned through the process, I would get to where I needed to go and the old boy would be better and would, would be a team again. And, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, the, the ability, though, in the middle of all that is to find silver linings wherever you go. It's, um, it's never easy starting a business, and when you get sort of circumstance put upon you that is very troublesome, the... Um, you either crumble under the pressure or you evolve very quickly uh, and adapt a, a mindset and a can-do, it sounds cliche, but this can-do attitude, like, yeah, she'll be right, we'll get it done, we'll get it done. And, and that was that was my sort of birth in business, which was under fire, uh, but it taught me so many lessons that I never would have really learned or I could have learned and would have probably taken me a decade to learn and I learned it in 12 months. And that um, that was that, that, that first step into it. Um, move through the old boy getting better, starting up a bricks and mortar retail business as well because the capacity to you know, support two families from a little mobile showroom base just wasn't quite there. That's, that's good. So we started the very first um, retail business wholly specialising in luxury vinyl planks. It was called Evolve Luxury Floors. The name since then has been dropped. It's called Evolve Floors because the name luxury kind of scares people off. And we had, funnily enough, 
kind of the same scenario happening all again um, where we wholly stopped the, the, the biggest global supply of luxury vinyl planks and they were so supportive, set up this mobile, not the mobile, set up this retail space that was a very boutique um, you know, designer element showroom that was really, really catered um, to people for a good shopping experience. It was absolutely phenomenal, worked fantastically. And the supplier that we had decided to put our products up 50% overnight. So our whole business model got thrown out the door again. So that's um, tough lessons, but you know, we move and we, we evolve and we um, literally excuse the pun, we evolve and we got to the point of going, okay, we can enter into um, the commercial space here by specification, designing up a few products, bringing it to the marketplace and um, you know, delivering a acoustic flooring solution to multi-residential apartments. We actually did the very first high-rise in luxury vinyl plank in the country with an acoustic vinyl plank. And that, um, that was great, great, really well. So the, the, the retail business um, faded away um, this is the, the, the mobile showroom base and we wrapped that up. That was good. So we had good closure on that. And then mum and dad are still running the Evolve Floors business and that's beautiful. That's their little baby and they worked out beautifully and they taught me so many lessons in the middle of all this that I, I really can't thank them enough. Like mum and dad worked together as a fantastic team. Uh, and I still help with the marketing, just making sure things are working and moving along. But what they're letting me do is, is move out into a commercial space and really soak up as much knowledge through the whole ecosystem from what it's like as the retail network, understanding the commercial specification game, dealing with big time builders, understanding it from the floor and really getting a holistic picture of the flooring industry from the imports, the distribution, like it really went for a deep dive on this and spent quite a lot of time just going down rabbit holes that wouldn't, I wouldn't really know that it would be fruitful in any way, but it was necessary. Um, just the hunger to to understand and find out where the holes were in the space. And being in the specification game, you're never really guaranteed a job or a project. It could be three years down the line and your product gets switched. I say, man, this is crazy. We've got to be doing something different here. And that's where this name came from, Luxville. We had a product called Acoustic Luxville. And then we realized, hang on, this here, the, the end user is getting ripped off, left, right, and center. They're getting products imported by manufacturers, then through distributors, then through agents, then it's going to the retailer. And then from the retailer, there might be a franchise fee. Then there's a salesman. And then it gets sold on the floor through a subcontractor, like the installation process. And then there's the consumer at the end that's getting shafted, like double what they should actually pay for the product. And the, the system is convoluted and brands were never getting represented correctly. I was like, aha. Here we go. Here's something worth fighting for. Uh, We are going to create a direct-to-consumer flooring company, cutting out all the bullshit, and the consumer's going to win because they're going to get the most premium products we can possibly bring to market, but at the mid to low price point where they should be. Because it's like as many layers as there are, there's as many margins put on top. We condense the margins. We drop that down as much as we humanly possibly can and then keep the quality high and that's going to be our business. And so that's where Luxfield was birthed. Um, the birthing process of that literally took 10 years because the cool part about going down all these rabbit holes with inside of the space is 
learning different marketing. Okay, we're on SEO now, we're on Google, we're on Facebook, we're on these different platforms and we're realizing what's working, what's not working. And the, the, the best part about what this new venture has achieved is realizing that 90% of the other stuff out there is bullshit and it doesn't need to be done. Like what's the point of having this huge bricks and mortar retail space and they're gonna come in and the consumer's buying sort of process is just being drawn out it's confusing, there's high-pressure sales tactics, all these different things happening that doesn't need to be there. And with the, the consumer, it's we, we fully timed everything accidentally. Um, obviously, no one could ever have predicted it, but with COVID, when that came rolling around, we were already set up to send out samples, to send all these different things. And in hindsight, like we, it's like we were purposely planning for a date and just literally our first shipment arrived and two days later all the COVID restrictions popped in. So we were, we were, we were already set up as a business to, to deliver to the market um, you know, flooring systems without bricks and mortar showrooms. So this is um, where we're at now. We're literally at ground zero. We've, we've started um, from you know, a decade ago longer to get to where we are here and now. And the plus side about it is we've now narrowed down, we've niched, we've become experts in next-generation hybrid flooring. And my goal is now is to, to take you on the bit of a journey on, on where we're going and how we're making it happen and sort of detail out all the different specifics that we do to help you know, create solutions and beautiful products for our clientele. I'm talking about floor preparation, installation requirements, um, the design aspects, like all the things that relatable to you know, a, a next generation or a floating floor waterproof hybrid system that goes into the market. This is my space to now, um, my passion to now communicate across to talk about all the ins and outs of these particular product lines and hopefully we can help and make sure you get the right decision in your home. We'll talk to you again soon.